Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to Do Film Fans Deserve Rights? Let's discuss. This is Zillennial Cannon. I'm Kira. And I'm Adam. And we did it, Kira. We're back in Woodsboro. Or did we even really leave? Because this is literally two weeks in a row of screen yeah. content. So we were going to not do that, and then we did it. Hey, guys. <laughs> Well, um, I okay, so the plan was, for like full transparency uh, for the listeners, we were going to do Scream 4 in January, closer to the release of uh, Scream, Scream 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but last Scream week, 5, I, uh, 5 Crim, five you know, the S is a, yeah. That's also what I call my Friday nights. Um, All right. Uh, so, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was going to do an episode in January, uh, closer to the release of that, but I thought, you know, there's so much hype around Scream, like, at this very moment, like, with the trailer dropping soon and the Mm -hmm. the 25th anniversary screenings happening, like, it feels like my entire timeline is, like, Mm Scream-pilled. So I was kind of like, you know what, let's just fucking do it in October. Like, let's just do back-to-back. Back-to-back, you know? Back-to-back. Um... Let's just do and, it back to back. And also, I was kind of, um, I won't lie, uh, Kira's seeing it, we're recording on Sunday this week. Um, mm-hmm. Kira's seeing the 25th anniversary uh, screening tomorrow, Monday. Um, and I was a little bit worried that if, for some reason, the Scream 5 trailer spoiled Scream 4, mm-hmm. like, I kind of wanted her to see it also before then. So there's a lot of reasons why I kind of wanted to do like a double header. Like I said, though, it's like if anything is ever spoiled for me, I will just immediately forget it because I just have <laughs> that kind of memory. Um, however, I will say that something was spoiled for me because when I literally Googled the runtime of this movie to like because I had to like plan my day out to the second today because I like had work and then I had like a family thing and then I had like schoolwork to do that was due before midnight and then I had to watch Scream and I was like okay an hour and 50 minutes where can I fit this in um when I googled the runtime in like those like stupid google suggested like questions or whatever it's like why is this person the killer in Scream 4 I was like are you fucking kidding me and then I forgot the person's name and then halfway through the movie I was like oh that's who it like god damn it like so i almost let myself forget it but i didn't (laughs) (laughs) um well but then again there's two killers so you weren't fully spoiled right no i mean that's good no that was a good reveal i guess but you know like it's of course it's fucking emma roberts sorry for the spoilers sorry to jump ahead 
Zillennial mm-hmm. Queen Emma Roberts, like Miss Unfabulous herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um the first al- I, pop artist, the girl from Unfabulous. I do wanna preface this by the way before uh we fully go into Scream 4. Um I am uh we're recording right after I got out of seeing Scream in theaters uh tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh I may or may not have broken my wrist in the Regal Cinemas parking lot, but that's neither here nor there. I I did get to see Scream in theaters. Um, and Good thing it happened on the way out, am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just, like, so fucking ecstatic. I just fucking ran into a, a wall. Yeah, uh, just like Emma Roberts. <laughs> just like Emma Roberts. I ran into my fucking car. I just, like, smashed the glass and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's but, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is Emma Roberts just throwing herself at a picture frame. Oh, it's so fucking funny. I the only thing that like rivals it is when she like like fully just falls into the glass table. Yeah, uh, it is. No, I I think I think the picture frame is funnier because it's like she really like stares at it and like considers it silently. And yeah. then she just like backs up and just throws herself into the wall. It's so fucking funny. You just see her thought process. It's really good. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing Scream in theaters was really cool. Um, before the movie, they had like a little sizzle reel of like the cast talking about it in the '90s, like while they were making it. That's cool. And, and it, it was really neat. Um, I would give a warning that there's no Scream 5 trailer attached to it. Yeah, that's a little strange. Wasn't it advertised as such? I I, I have memories of that, but then I went down a rabbit hole and, like, kind of read it and shit. And this one guy was like, no one ever actually said that. Like, people just said it themselves. And then it became, like, a... You know how, like, people, like, say it and people think it's fact because it's been a rumor? Yeah. Uh, Apparently it's like... Yeah, literally. So I, we all know I guess, all but um, but it doesn't really matter if I say that because this goes out on Thursday, yeah. and I believe the trailer comes out on Tuesday. So it, yeah, so you all by the time, have seen it. yes. Yeah. Um, I watched the leaked version of it today. Mm. Uh, that was in Spanish, but <laughs> I literally cannot help myself when it comes to Scream, mm. um, and I still got goosebumps. So I. <laughs> <laughs> um so with that being said i can't wait for scream uh scream five five cream can't wait five cream. um so i do have memories with this movie mm-hmm. um i'm guessing yeah you don't because you just saw it tonight no this was my first time watching it um i sent kira a picture of me as a 13 year old i want to mm-hmm. say um, just me on opening night of this movie looking fucking goofy. Um, next no, it's literally adorable. <laughs> I'm just like posing next to your You screen. look like a literal baby and it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm just like going to see like a fucking slasher movie. Like this is the same day that Rio came out. And um, <laughs> I went to go see Scream. Like they probably were like, what's up, buddy? Are you trying to see Rio? And I'm like, I'm seeing Scream 4. Like <laughs> go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I'm literally a minor and a neurodivergent. Like I'm seeing screen four. So thank you, thank you. Um, so I thank you, thank 
Um, <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, so my memories of this movie, other than like, I, actually, no, this is a good build up. I, I've talked about in all previous three episodes how I watched the first, like the trilogy, um, like back to back to back, um, yeah. back in like 2010, I think, in preparation for Scream 4. And that's where my love of this franchise began. And it all kind of led to Scream 4. Like, seeing Scream 4 in theaters was, like, a holy experience for me as a kid. Like, it was super formative. And it was, like, this thing that I've been obsessing over for, like, months and months and months Mm -hmm. is finally, like, I'm getting to see it in theaters on opening night. Like, it was crazy to me. Um, I remember my mom bought me a Fandango gift card um, like on my birthday, like six months before the movie came out. And she said, just save it for Scream. Like, just <laughs> wait for it. And I did. And I remember we, I, I went with a friend and my mom and I was so excited. <laughs> and when I left the theater, I was so happy. Like, I remember we were like getting gas at 7-Eleven Mm-hmm. Uh, like after the movie and I like went in to go like buy it like chips or some shit and the gas station guy was just like you look really happy and I was like <laughs> I <can't." laughs> um I bought it on DVD back in the day I have seen this movie countless times I've probably seen it other than the first scream I've seen it the most um yeah, I fucking love this movie. I, I I love everything about this movie. I think it's the best Scream sequel. Um, I think it, it, it's going to be so hard to top this one. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Not to like get it all the way first, but I <laughs> putting it on the table. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was like, it felt a lot more sequel-ish. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it, and this isn't to a fault, but, like, it felt like when they're, like, we're going to go make a sequel out of this movie that is already popular. Like, the way that they, like, show exposition and stuff. Um, But I didn't mind it. Um, I thought that it was, like, I feel like I don't usually like when, like, sequels, I don't know. It's hard to, like, tell because I feel like the idea of, like, sequels have been so like ruined in the past few years like especially with like streaming and stuff where it's just like oh people like this thing let's just get everyone back together that's doing absolutely nothing and just give the people what they want Mm -hmm. um but i think that this like like i don't know how to explain it like I can't tell which is better or worse. Like, getting the entire cast, even, like, the minor characters to just, like, appear for, like, fan service or just, like, completely recasting the whole movie and then, like... Or just having, like, all new characters and then just having, like, two people. But I think this movie did a good job. Am I making sense? You know what I mean? Like, there's only two ways to do sequels, (laughs) I feel like, of, like, big movies. And you mean, like, legacy sequels? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 I think... um, well, like, not to, like, fully jump ahead, but, like, the thing I love about this movie, and um, I think me and, when me and Joe did a pod on AOK about the franchise, because he hadn't seen any of them uh, last Halloween. That was, like, our Halloween episode. I made him watch all of them. And mm-hmm. I remember something I said in that episode that, like, really stuck with me for, like, 
the last 10 years ever since I've like read interviews of, like about Wes Craven's vision for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the idea to like set the stage for all these kids to like take over the franchise. And the movie is like literally marketed as like, this is your new generation of screen. Yeah. Like, and then for the movie to come out and they literally fucking kill the entire new cast. Like not one person survives mm-hmm. except for the, uh, the, the, the cop. Like literally everyone else fucking dies. Everyone that was promoted the marketing material, like this is your new Randy, this is your new Tatum, this is your new Sydney. Yeah. They all fucking die. <laughs> and the movie is like self-aware about that and yeah. it's like a statement and this movie is so ahead of its time it came out in 2011 and it feels like if it came out today it would still be like about those legacy sequels it would still be about like soulless cash grabs and like returning to franchises and stuff like it feels like it's commenting on something that really wasn't even a thing in 2011 like yeah. it's honestly insane to me that this movie was so out of its time uh because it holds up so well today i think especially like the more that fans become unbearable with movies um <laughs> true. the more scream for just like rings true like i i think the it's more just, people it, are shitty the more relevant it becomes yeah literally like it it, it ages like fine wine this movie yeah I think. like, well, it, it's it like really... what i said last time about like true crime and stuff it's like yeah yeah. Um, so I want to start with the opening. Openings. Because mm-hmm. I love this <laughs> shit so much. Yeah, um, I was literally like, fucking Lucy Hale, like, please. Like, she was big enough for this, and then, like, it cut to, like, more people. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, this was, like, a peak Pretty Little Liars. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it opens with Lucy Hale and I apologize I do not know the other woman's name uh, probably um, like Elizabeth Banks or something yeah or uh, uh, fucking I forgot the other one's name yeah um, Parker Posey um, yeah. <laughs> and so you got Lucy Hale you got Parker Posey and Elizabeth Banks on a couch and they're watching Stack well no like but before that like the, yeah. the Lucy Hale opening it's like yeah. um it just like it feels like very traditionally scream mm. but it, like it, it's like a little too hokey and you're kind of like this yeah. is off like i don't vibe with this and then when he when she um gets her like throat slashed and there's like multiple ghost faces mm. and you're like okay like what is going on <laughs> yeah and then the title card stab comes on screen yeah lovely like did that did that get you like did you see that coming at all um i didn't i didn't think it was gonna happen multiple times but i i chuckled i definitely chuckled yeah i i like the anna paquin and uh forgot uh kristen bell kristen bell that's it uh parker posey uh yeah parker posey (laughs) elizabeth thanks um yeah the the stabbing uh, mid movie was really funny. Yeah, and, and I love very like thoroughbreds. I love when because in the first scene, uh, they talk about like her stalker being from Facebook, and then in the second, yeah. scene, Kristen Bell's like, I guess Twitter would make more sense. And... Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> I was like thinking about like the first like twenty minutes of the movie. I was like, holy shit, it's crazy to like be watching a movie like 
like scream where like social media is referenced because when I think of scream it's like older yeah like I know that sounds like so stupid to think about but now that they like cell phones are so like widely available now that it's like of course like they have iPhones even though they're like very old iPhones but yeah um, I was thinking about that tonight when watching scream in theaters like remember that's what incriminated Billy in the first movie that's why they arrested him is because he had a cell phone you know such like an abnormality like that they were like yeah. you have a cell phone you're the prime suspect yeah the killer calls people you have a phone like yeah. so to have like scream 4 have a cast and everyone has a phone and like it changes everything yeah. like it and that's what makes this movie feel like so different than all the other sequels i think also just in the opening scene like the sound of like the sidekick phone just like sliding up and like yes. clicking oh my god the most satisfying sound of all time that's the yeah. canon yeah, and it's it, funny how, like, like in our lifetime, like, technology progressed so quickly yes. that, like, in the scenes of, like, them watching, like, Stab 7, Stab 6, whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, like, Twitter wasn't relevant. And it's, like, in the first scene when they're talking about Facebook, they have, like, sidekicks and then, like, they have, like, iPhones, <laughs> like, because, yeah. like, it's within, like one movie in the franchise like what like probably like two years between the movies or whatever yeah Um, that like all of a sudden it's like irrelevant or whatever yeah and even like the celebrities they mentioned too like in the opening like uh when she's like i have a stalker yeah and it's like that's channing tatum like in the picture you're being catfished like it's it's funny like it's it's all really well done um but then they okay so when they get to the third opening did you think he was going to be stabbed again like at that point or were you like convinced it was like the real thing that time um i i don't even honestly i was just i was just in for it i don't know (laughs) well i remember when i was sitting in the theater i was like just like half expected them to like cut to another stab yeah Uh, like it's gonna be like the tropic thunder opening where it's just like all these fake trailers for movies um but no, it's the real opening. And even the real opening, I love in the way you have um, whoever that main girl is and she's on the phone mm-hmm. with Ghostface and Ghostface is like, you know, you're the you're the dumb blonde with the big boobs. Like, you know, and she's like, I have like a 4.0 GPA and I'm like top of my class. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> like, he, like, I just love the way like it immediately like turns the page on like the rules that are established in the first movie yeah um yeah it's also funny how like um like 2011 pop music cgi logo like Mm -hmm. i was just like it's insane to me the music that was like around at this time like i know that it's like 10 years ago but it literally feels like like so recent but also mm-hmm. so long ago at the same time. Like, it's hard for me to... Maybe that's just the millennial canon is realizing that 2011 was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, like, the, the the cut to credit, like, that's different for Scream. Like, yeah. It, it's very, like... Yeah. It's very Z canon. That's all I can really say. Yeah, the, like, um, the font change from the original movies to the fourth one i don't love i i can't tell if it's like nostalgia or what but you know that um, cut to title 
I think the new one is bringing it back from what I read. Like the the old like um, you wouldn't steal a car or you wouldn't download a car. Yeah, product. you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't steal a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I miss that. I do miss that. Um, but again, this movie is all about those like upgrades and reboots, and it like I think it fits. Like, mm-hmm. it, um, I'm such an obnoxious like film like screen person, but I'm just like defending <laughs> every choice. Like, it was deliberate. It's commentary. Um, but yeah, so like after the opening, it hard cuts to like Sydney doing a book signing mm-hmm. at like a bookstore. And you also catch up with, like, Dewey and Gail, who are, like, happily married. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was which... thinking about it. And is there a ship named Gooey? <laughs> Gooey. Um, <laughs> Dale. True. Dale. <laughs> Dale <laughs> Gooey. <laughs> um, yeah, so they... I mean, that made my, like, I just loved it so much, like, when it just cuts their bedroom, and they're just, like, in bed together, and you're like, oh, they made it. Like, it's it's been 10 years. Like, they're still together. Um, so sweet. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the way that it, like, it just very quickly establishes, like, the returning characters, where they're at, mm-hmm. and it also just, like, really quickly establishes the new characters, like, yeah. very efficiently. Um, Hayden Panettiere's haircut in this um, Unreal I don't understand how she's not gay But okay, go off (laughs) She just wears like a blazer And has like a very 2011 Kind of cool haircut You know what, I'm just gonna say it What? This is literally my high school girlfriend Who came out (laughs) Um, And I'm the film bro (laughs) You're the incel I mean himself, yeah. Um, Her incel boyfriend. Gay girlfriend and incel boyfriend before she comes out. Um, Literally my (laughs) high school experience. Um, But yeah, she... I think she's, like, my favorite of the new characters in this movie. She she gives a damn good performance in this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. really fucking good. And of course, Hayden Panettiere is in this. That's just the lineal canon. Very lineal canon. She, what all did she do? Like everything. Um, was she in Aquamarine, or am I making that up? No, that was Sarah Paxton. Hayden right. Panettiere. What was she in? I know that she was in Heroes. Ice that Princess. That was like right? a big thing. Oh yeah, she was an Ice Princess. Um, she was in. I love you, Beth Cooper. Was she Soul Surfer? No, that was Anna Sophia Robb. No, yeah, that was Anna Sophia Robb. Right. We got my blondes and little queens mixed up. <laughs> Literally me. Um, wow, she really, like, wasn't in that much. Why is she so, like, in my brain? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's funny. I can't think of one movie that she's in, but I feel like everyone knows who she is. Yeah. Other than Scream 4, but, like... Uh, yeah, um, actually, friend of the pod, um, host of uh, Dan Dan for Life and co-host of Moody's Pod, um, was talking to me while I was watching it about how she does voices in the Kingdom Hearts series. Oh. 
I mean, she has a very nice voice, so I, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love her character in this, and not just because I feel like she's every, like, film Twitter dude's, like, wet dream, but she's just, I don't know, like, when she's on the, like, my favorite scene in the whole movie is that phone call with her and Ghostface at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, like, the coolest scene in the entire fucking movie. Like, just the suspense of it and, like, the way it's shot. And uh, the way she's, like, crying when she's, like, naming all those horror movies. Like, I... Something about that just, like, gets me chills every time I watch it. She, um... You know, that one scene, it makes a... It makes a, um... Argument for why you should be a film person. (laughs) The rest of the movie argues you should not go to film school ever in your whole life. Yeah, this movie establishes, like... extremely quickly like as soon as you get to woodsboro high like that, delete um, your letterbox account immediately yeah, delete your letterbox <laughs> honestly it tells you to be gay if you're a woman because it's every man in this movie is like terrible um like like the least appealing person ever um between uh charlie and robbie um who are kind of equally randy but like in different ways mm-hmm. um yeah robbie's a podcaster Okay, Robbie is literally my buddy Joseph Salamone. (laughs) He's like, I'm filming my high school experience. That's literally me when I met him. Um, No, I think he... That character was really hyped up to be the new Randy. And then you see the movie, and he's not. I mean, like, he's the archetype, but he's nowhere near as, like... And I think this is, like, deliberate, as creative or witty or anything as Randy. Yeah. And I love the fact that he just gets fucking brutally killed. And you kind of forget his name. Like, he's like a, he's just a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. Like, despite all the hype up and, like, the, the way he was promoted. Um, Charlie, I think... Uh, I can't remember what Culkin that is. Is that... Is that... It is um, Rory. Rory. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's great. All the uh, Culkins are just, they're great. Can't wait for Succession Season 3. Um, but, yeah, he he gives a great performance in this. Um, I think a lot of the new cast gives good performances. The only one that I think is pretty... Actually, no, I think, I was going to say the boyfriend, Trevor. Mm-hmm. But he does what he needs to do. He's like the douchey boyfriend. Yeah. And by the end, I'm like, yeah, I buy it. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he did his job. Um, it's also like I feel like Emma Roberts is just playing Emma Roberts, but that makes it like least expected that it's her. I feel like. Well, I think the reveal of her being the killer makes the performance better because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's why she was like acting so fake earlier, like in the movie. Yeah. And yeah, it just it, it works better in context. Like it, the movie plays like crazy on a rewatch. Like it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, red herrings, like, even more than any of the other movies. Like, it, like, the details you pick up on, like, second and third viewings are, like, fantastic. Um, but I think one of my favorite elements of this whole movie, and it makes me laugh, like, literally every time I see it, mm-hmm. is the weird, like, little love triangle between Judy, Dewey, and Gale. Yeah. It's, For, like, no like, reason. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, just, like, the little feud that Gale and Judy have together. And, like, um, 
I don't know why, but like were there first um, about like lemon bars. She's like they taste no. like ass. Well, no, it's lemon squares, and she like she like the teens get murdered, and then she comes up to Dewey is like, um, you know, I would love to give you some of my lemon squares, and <laughs> she's like, you're not cheating on your wife if you have my lemon squares, like, <laughs> um, and I love. Like when they're at the police station and uh, Gail's like, can you tell Betty Crocker that I like the book on this? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. She's like just trying to get to Dewey's office and like she's yeah. like locking the doorway. And uh, uh, she like says her name, she's like, okay, Deputy Judy. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Judy is returning for the new one. Yes, she, yeah. um, actually, I don't want to like, it's not really a spoiler, but like I, from what I I believe in the new one, she's like the deputy or not mm-hmm. deputy, like she's the whatever the, the a cab, like whatever whatever the the sheriff. yeah sure whatever, um yeah she's like the sheriff of Woodsboro in the new one, um and I believe imagine she, if like the new movie is just about Dewey like reckoning with being a police officer. I think he's re- I'm pretty sure he's retired in the new one. Oh, that's good. Like, he walked away from it. I think he's, like, a private investigator in this one or something. Um, which, like, hell yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, in the new one, Dylan Minnette, the 13 Reasons Why, and, like, Wallow's kid. Oh, my God. He plays Judy's son, I think. Oh. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just, like, so, after seeing No Time to Die, which came off of Spectre, which, like, no one saw... Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a direct sequel to that. I'm all for these movies, like, not Rise of Skywalkering it. And they are acknowledging the past movies. They're like, yes, these movies exist. We're yeah. not just rebooting with the name. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I love Judy's, like, just weird presence in this movie. Even when she's in uh, Jill's house. And she comes out of the darkness to see Sydney. Like, she's, like, in a corner. And she's, like, oh, Yeah, she's, like, school. remember me. And it's, like, no. <laughs> Sorry. I think she, that was that was kind of a good scene, though. Because she's, like, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, like, and, like, it's true. Like, why would she remember anything else from being a teenager? Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so. It, it was funny because she was, like you might not remember, but we were, like, in Peter Pan together when I was in... Oh, yeah, she was like, you played Tiger Lily, like, a, like a racist role. Yeah, and Sydney's like, I literally don't remember the last 20 years of my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, I like that scene a lot because I was, at that point, I remember when watching it, I was expecting her to be the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, For some... I can't remember what I thought the motive was, but I thought she was... This movie does, like, a lot of... So that like she could fuck Dewey. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but... it's funny, like, watching, like, horror movies. And I understand that, like, like obviously I love horror movies and I love, like, suspending my disbelief and stuff. But, like, motivations for, like, people to kill in horror movies is sometimes, like, so funny. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, like... I don't want to, like, spoil Malignant, but, like... Oh, it's so fucking funny. Malignant is such a fucking hilarious movie, but I don't know. It's just, like, it's always just, like, 
my relative like did this this long ago and it's like buddy just like go to therapy like um my i other than billy and Stu, i think the motive in this one is my absolute favorite because mm-hmm. it's just so fucking funny um actually we'll, we'll talk about that later i don't want to mm-hmm. like fully jump into that because i have a lot to say um but Something I love about this movie, um, and I, I, I like Scream 3, as I said last week, but I did say, like, there is no good kills in Scream 3. Like, everything was, like, so tame in that movie. Yeah. And this one is fucking brutal. Yeah, the-, the first kill was, like, I think one of the most, like, brutal ones in the, um, like, of the friend through the window. Not the first, I mean, like, the first one of the main characters. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Olivia, the next. By the way, that entire scene is fantastic. Like, yeah, um, because uh, they're watching Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, which I also game. wrote a note being like, it's funny to see them watching like, quote unquote, like contemporary horror comedies. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I love that scene because I don't know, like the whole suspense of like him saying, uh, he's in the closet. Mm-hmm. And like Hayden's like slowly like moving towards it, and she's like fully convinced it's Trevor, but mm-hmm. um, she gets more and more like freaked out as the conversation goes on, and just the reveal of like I'm not in your closet, and yeah. then like immediately goes face runs out and fucking stops her, and and it's he- like so subtle in that like he knew that they were watching it because they like she like put the phone on speakerphone while she was talking to her friends mm-hmm. and like that's how I don't know like I just feel like it's really like it's a great scene you know yeah it was fantastic like I I, I don't know if it might be the best kill in the movie but I think it's like the best like overall death like mm-hmm. the whole sequence is just so perfectly constructed and suspenseful that like and also, like, when Sydney goes in the room and you see her body, like, she's fully gutted. and there's Yeah, that's what I mean by it being, like, the most brutal, like, one yeah. in the whole series. <laughs> like, it's so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's up there. The only thing I yeah. think rivals it is, like, I mean, the opening with Drew Barrymore, because, you know, you see her hanging and her guts out and shit. Yeah. Um, by the way, seeing that in theaters tonight, when her mom fucking, like, screeches. Like, and hearing that, like, in theaters, like, I felt it, like, really hard. Um, I can't wait to go see it tomorrow. But, yeah, that, that's a really, like, it's a really effective first death mm-hmm. uh, for the movie. Um, and I do like the way that, like, the movie just kind of moves along past that. Like, yeah. the way, mo- like, teens of that generation, like, would, like. They're not as insensitive as the ones in Scream. Like, because, like, in the first Scream, uh, Henry Winkler, their principal, gets murdered. And the kids at Randy's party are like, let's go see him before they take him, the body down off the goalpost. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, Hidden Pimpier is like, oh, that was her favorite scary movie. We should watch it to, like, honor her, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also, like, the idea of, like, that the murders weren't like public yet, but all the kids knew because it was just like online. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, another scene in this movie that I love is yeah. when Gail goes to Dewey's office 
And Dewey's like, this is really private information, Gail. You cannot be snooping around. And Gail's like, this is all over the internet. And Dewey's just like, wait, what? It is? Like, like, how did it leak? Yeah. Um, Also, like, just, like, every cell phone in a classroom ringing is a lineal canon. (laughs) Yes. Um, And the teacher being like, hey, put those cell phones away. And then it happens to be, like, important information. I like the line that the teacher says, like, anything with an off and on button should be off. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, like, I don't know. Like, adults trying to make jokes about, like, technology is just, like, the most, like, excruciatingly painful thing. Like, I have a professor right now, and every single class, he makes the joke that's, like, you kids and your face snap and, and TikTok and... You know, like those jokes where it's All like you kids like is fat tweeting and, and face snaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Snapbook and and tweet talk. <laughs> How about yeah. you TikTok your attitude? Um, <laughs> so, um, but honestly, the um the next kill is like okay. Wait, actually, backing up a bit. Is the next kill is at the hospital um, mm-hmm. with a uh, uh, for Allison Bree check mm-hmm. and yeah, but very before that, is Allison Bree just appearing as like the annoying background character. Yes, and this was like peak Community. So like when I remember when I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh shit, hey. yeah. <laughs> you literally um, said Allison Bree check. <laughs> Allison Bree check, and my mom's like, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> uh, but I like a very like small Easter egg that I love is uh before she dies like uh when Sydney's being checked out in like the the, the doctor's office mm. the X-ray that you see it has like ghost face like in the X-ray. Oh. Um, it's really cool. I don't I like I love that little detail. It's really spooky. Um, but yeah, like basically uh Alison Brie's character who's like Sydney's um publicist i guess Mm -hmm. um she is like really excited that olivia got murdered basically and is like yeah it's gonna like double the book sales like basically how gail was like in the first one yeah and but she also um like the one line that she said that stuck with me was like you know i know that you care about these people that you write for and like they have nothing else in life and if they didn't have you they'd jump off the bridge and sydney's like what the fuck like yeah it like immediately fires her and honestly that sequence is really good too like uh i mean parking garage kills are like very generic but i love the way that one like builds it up and like just everything about it it's also like the fact that she was like oh yeah like i'm in a hospital and he's like no it sounds like you're in a parking garage (laughs) yeah oh my god i love that so much (laughs) Because, like, um, her car alarm went off or whatever. He says something like, um, that means you're, like, close to paying a visit to the morgue or something. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love the reveal that, like, when she tries to start the car, like, Ghostface, like, cut the brakes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, just the the use of silence in that scene, like, whenever Ghostface isn't talking, like, the way she's, like, just panting, like, mm-hmm. looking around, like, it's really suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you do, you see him, uh, her get stabbed one time, 
and then like hard cuts to Dewey at a press conference mm-hmm. and out of nowhere her body just like falls on top of the news truck oh yeah yeah it it's a brutal <laughs> death it's really it's it's up there yeah, yeah. i forgot that that was her yeah well because i remember um seeing it in theaters and she just gets stabbed and i'm like oh that's kind of tame like that's yeah. it and then no, no she's like the same no she just gets thrown and like her body just like breaks <laughs> And then, like, electricity and, like, statics, like, everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's up there. It's really, really, really brutal. Um, this movie, like, spares no expense when it comes to the kills. Like, it, it's all really well done, I think. Yeah. Um, so, there's not really, like, a like a lull in kills, but, like, um, Sydney's sister dies, is killed, which is, like, really devastating. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, kind of a weird, not, like, I'm not, like, a lull, I guess, but, like, the whole, like, kind of, like, middle section where they're all kind of, like, hiding out in each other's houses or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I just kind of, like, you know, I always kind of, like, get lost, uh, like, halfway through every single movie, but I just kind of, like, zoned out a tiny bit, um, but then, um, yeah, Sydney's sister. Well, yeah, Sydney's sister dies in... I'll say one of the dumbest deaths in the entire series. Uh, yeah. Uh, sticking a knife through like a mail slot in a door. Yeah. Uh, that she just happens to be perfectly aligned with. And yeah. um, like it's, I don't I dislike. Would not, I would simply not, maybe it's because um, I've seen like horror movies, but if somebody was chasing me, I would simply not like shove my entire body against the door where the person is trying to stab through. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. just me though. Maybe I'm just built different. Like, <laughs> um, here would be like, no offense to uh, Sydney's aunt, but if I was there, things would have gone differently. There would have been a lot of blood <laughs> in that first cabin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> shout out to Mark Wahlberg's 9 11 tweets. Stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey, friends. Do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Superyaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. 
but even before that, um, so, okay, something I love in this movie is that they have Stabathon, um, mm. uh, like a little party. But which, by the way, like, what the fuck is this? They just have a barn somewhere. Literally, it's like a movie theater. Like, barn. I would believe it if it was like middle of nowhere, like Pennsylvania or like Wisconsin. Because it's just, like, the alt kids, like, trying to find a place to hang out in, like, the Midwest. But this is, like, California. Yeah, Woodsboro's California. Um, yeah, it's crazy to me, like, that they just have a barn with a projector and perfect audio, apparently. Um, yeah, and then it, you see, like, an extended scene of, like, the first Stab movie that you didn't see in the original Stab or in, in Scream 2. Yeah. Um, and it says, like, directed by, like, Robert Rodriguez or something. <laughs> Um and Gail like infiltrates the Stabathon and she crashes the party. And I love like when she does her like little she puts on the ghost face mask and she's like, giving the thumbs up and like trying to like fit in. Like I'm I think it's like, it's so cute. Um but like oh like that entire sequence where Ghostface is like stalking her mm-hmm. and it's kind of a rip off that scene in the first scream where like there's the 30 second delay on the camera. Yeah. Um but this time Gail's excited. It's very effective, though. Oh, it's, it's so always good. effective. Um, and one Dewey like sees it happening, like mm. live on feed, and is like screaming at the camera. And um, I will say, like this movie, for all he gets beat up a fuck ton, but mm. he comes to the rescue on time in this one, at least. Like, yeah, actually, for once. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like Gail's about to be like fucking murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like faces guts like she's like literally tells him like go ahead and kill me like if you have the guts fucking do it yeah like and he's ready to and then Dewey just like jumps up and starts like firing and it's really that the entire scene like I love the lighting I love the the, the camera trick I I love everything about that scene it's, it's yeah. perfect so it's like you can kind of tell like how we were kind of, like, laughing about it, like, last week, especially, like, the whole, like, bulletproof vest, like, whatever. Um, you can really see how, over the years, they, like, learned how to almost, like, nonchalantly fight him. <laughs> like, how, like, he'll be, like, chasing after Sydney, and he'll just be, like, she'll just be, like, oh, shit, and just, like, know exactly where to kick him, like, down the stairs. Like, it's not really that much of a struggle. She's just, like, Jesus Christ, like, again. <laughs> yeah, like, even in the first, like, in, when uh, Olivia dies, like, when she chases uh, him into the house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, him just, like, falling down. It's so fucking funny the way she, like, kicks him. He just, like, fucking falls. Like, yeah, he just tumbles sh- down the he's stairs. He's, like, Charlie like Brown idiot. or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um... Yeah, no, that's so funny. Uh, and honestly, like, uh, I love... There's a lot of, like, classic, like, ghost face things in this movie mm-hmm. where, like, he just, like, disappears, like, super quickly and you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, like, he's, like... He falls down the hallway, uh, sitting, like, looks to Judy and mm-hmm. she's like, I got him. And then, like, she turns back around and he's... The, the back door is open and ghost face is gone. Yeah. And I love that shit. It's so good. Um... But another, like, really brutal uh, death that happens a little bit before Kate dies is uh, the two cops, Anthony Anderson and Adam Brody, getting Yeah, murdered. Anthony Anderson. That's the lineal canon. Sure. Yeah, Anthony Anderson playing a cop is, is lineal canon. When else has it happened? Uh, he was, like, a detective, right? In what? 
Wait. <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel have like no I... memory of this. Um, <laughs> I think. I feel like he's just like he's just he's just there always. Well, I love that um conversation that they have in the cop car, and it's like <laughs> about like cops and horror movies. And he's like, he said, you die if you're a black cop. You die if you're, like, um, expecting a child. And you die if you're retiring in a week. Yeah. Uh, or you're a rookie. Like, any of those four, and you're a dead man walking. And Adam Brody's like, uh, no, I'm a white cop, and it's a new generation. So, like, you I could you could walk back with my eyes gouged out, for all you know. <laughs> like, I love it so much. I just realized that he wasn't, I was like, oh, he was definitely, like, a private investigator in Kangaroo Jack. No, he was, like, a like a mob boss's best friend. He was a mob boss's son's best friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Son-in-law's best friend. So yeah, and then he was a hacker in Transformers. Yes, he, uh, he, he's the one, okay, I know you didn't like Transformers when we talked about it. But that scene in Transformers when he's being interrogated and they bring him donuts and he's like, I'm not talking. And then they bring him donuts and he's like, she did it. I. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, their death in this movie is like, I don't know, like his is like whatever. He gets just stabbed in the shoulder mm-hmm. and like, I guess that killed him. I don't know. Um, but the way like he. Ghostface just like throws Adam Brody aside and just immediately stabs Anthony Anderson in the fucking face. Like, yeah, the there's head. something yeah. about, yeah, like just there's something about being stabbed in the head that is, like, yeah, you don't really... see that often. Yeah, <laughs> there's a skull in the way, buddy. <laughs> well, known fact if you stab someone in the face, they'll die. Um, yeah, so I. I love the way he, like, gets out of the car and just, like, tries to, like, punch Ghostface. Mm-hmm. But he's just, like, not even, like, lining up the shots at all. And Ghostface just, like, fucking watches him die. <laughs> and he just, like, says, like, fuck Bruce Willis. And, yeah. Like, which is a callback to, like, him talking about, like, Bruce Willis and cop movies. Yeah, I don't... It's just so fucking funny. Like, I... <laughs> I love it so much. Um... So yeah, they so many people die like in under an hour, um, and yeah. after that, that kind of leads to like the third act, like shenanigans. Yeah, the kids hanging out in the house. Right, which I I find that really funny that like okay, one of our best friends died, and also um, we were all hosting an event that got a, had a ghost face attack. But here's what let's we just do. continue watching the movies about let's, it. Yeah. Yes, let's let's watch more stab movies. I feel uh, like when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. um, I I can't I don't know. <laughs> like it's so weird. Like, and I know that this is like kind of like very meta, and they're like supposed to be acting like teenagers in horror movies. But it's just it's very funny to be like, oh, there was just a murder. I'm going to watch these movies based off murders. And then my best friend was murdered by this. Let's just keep in like engaging with the media based on it and like not be affected by it. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Like the way this movie like tackles that and Mm -hmm. even the way like 
um, Robbie's character. Like, he just has to be, like, streaming everything at every given moment. Like, yeah. even when they find out Olivia's dead, like, in there in class, he's, like, live streaming and, like, says, like, what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. And, like, all the girls in class are, like, shut the fuck up. Like... No, literally. Um, which, that felt, like, very real to high school. Like, that mm. would happen. 110%. Yeah, some idiot, like, making a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I love that entire, like, little scene in the house because while, like, the, I don't know, like, the the, the, the crumbs of clues are, like, very weird. Like, mm-hmm. um, Trevor getting a text from Jill's phone and Jill's like, I didn't text you. Like, so she goes off to find her phone for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, goes You, like, text. forget that she exists while she's gone. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, like, on a rewatch, you realize, like, oh, that's when she killed Robbie. Yeah. But it's like but they like distract you by being like, oh, actually this gay woman is uh into this incel. <laughs> yeah, once again, this is my documentary of my high school experience. And I think uh that scene is so fucking funny. Like the way they're about to make out and Trevor just like walks in. <laughs> and Kirby is like, literally like who the fuck invited you? Like what are you doing in my house? She's probably, like, the most realistic, like, high schooler. Like, yeah, she's, like, she, I don't want to say she's, like, a like a manic pixie dream girl, but she's, like, the hot alt girl that is just, like, come on, boys. Like, but I think yeah. that she's she's hilarious. Well, like, even earlier when um, J- uh, Jill tells her, she's, like, you know, Charlie really likes you. And she's, like, yeah, I like to watch him squirm. Like, it's... <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, okay, mommy, like, I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to try to put my tongue back in my mouth. Um, No, I just think I... <laughs> uh, no, I love... Um, I just love her, like, the way she's... I think she's, like, the only girl in their film club, I think. Yeah. In that scene. I could be wrong about that. Probably. But, like... We didn't even talk about that scene, but when, like, Sydney and Gail, like, visit the Woodsboro Film Club. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Film students have no rights. Yeah. Charlie, like, does his own, like, redux of Randy's rules, basically. And he's, like, he said, like, all bets are off in reboots. Like, like upside down is the new normal, basically. Uh, like, you can be a virgin and die, and you can have a ton of sex and survive. And they're like, you're going to live if you're gay, though. Yeah, he literally said it. That's the best one. The only way to survive is if you're gay. (laughs) And then the call. I I literally was like, oh, so Kirby's going to be the final girl. (laughs) That's going to be the reveal. Well, then the callback to that when Robbie dies and he's about to get stabbed by Ghostface and Robbie's just like, I'm gay. Like, I I don't know if that counts, but. I don't know if that counts. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gay if it helps. Yeah, I it's oh I love like he's like live streaming his death, and he like opens the door as soon as the camera starts working and goes basically just like standing there in front of him with the knife. Mm-hmm. God, it's so clever. Like I just, um, I remember the biggest jump scare in the theater for me for some reason is like when he's drunk and walking and he just like hits his face in the flower pot. Yeah, that was one that uh that got me. Just the sound effect of that was, like, super loud, and it, like, made me fucking jump in the theater. (laughs) 
that's Zillennial Canon. It's just like loud sound effects that aren't even really scary, but they just for some reason amped it up to like a fucking 12. And you just like jump and you're like, why the fuck did you guys do that? Like, yeah, yeah. For what? Yeah, like literally for why. Like <laughs> um so yeah, so Robbie dies and it goes mm-hmm. to like a whole ghost face chase. Um and eventually um it leads to the scene with Kirby having to play the phone game with Ghostface in order to save Charlie. And again, like I said, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like mm-hmm. I I think like top to bottom, this the way the scene's written and the way that it's like familiar to the Drew Barrymore opening, but it's just different enough that you're mm-hmm. like you get nostalgia, but you're also like, this is like uniquely intense. Yeah. God, I love it. Like that 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 whole scene I love so much. Yeah. It's also like very cool that um the um like when he's like tied up outside or whatever like I feel like his mouth is almost like moving like it looks like he's just kind of like struggling under the duct tape but then it kind of looks like he's like talking as Ghostface I feel like yes I don't know there was just like really cool editing and that. yeah I mean it was um I mean Jill was definitely like the one like on the phone obviously but it was no like, yeah yeah but there was like he it was like he knew what was happening because he watched stab so many times and mm-hmm. it was like but like i i know like the because like okay he's outside the glass door he he's like bloodying up the window mm-hmm. he's like telling kirby like let me in ghost faces out here and sitting's just like if you can't trust him don't let him in basically yeah. um and then you feel it when ghost pops up behind him and just like straps him into the chair the lights flicker back on and it's just like in the first screen when Steve, Casey's boyfriend, is like tied up and about to be gutted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kirby being like a horror like freak, she immediately knows what's going to happen and like what the stakes are. And again, like when she, when he, like he doesn't ask the full question. He asks like, um, name the remake of the classic groundbreaking. And then she just names like literally every horror remake or reboot you could possibly imagine in yeah. less than a minute and it's so fucking cool the way she does it like that line delivery flawless so good yeah i was like thinking about it and i was like damn like i wish that they would do a scream house at halloween horror nights um because it would be so fucking cool do a uh, randy no a uh, stew's house from the ending of scream one yeah literally um i think i don't remember what it was but like it was like recent oh here it was okay so there was supposed to be a scream house in 2015 um and there were like leaked images that there was like a ghost face mask there whatever and um yeah, and then, like, something that happened with, like, rights or something. Yeah. Um, They turned it into a purge house or um, something. That something checks with out. Rights. Yeah. That checks out because you said 2015, right? Yeah. That's, like, the year that Weinstein went under and Miramax and Dimension Films, like, closed up shop. 
So, like, yeah. they probably did reach an agreement, but then, like, when the rights went in limbo after, like, Weinstein went to jail or mm. went to court or whatever, um, that's probably why it didn't happen. Yeah. Which, like, good. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if it meant, like, all that shit stopping. But now that Scream is owned by Paramount now, like, I can't imagine they wouldn't, like, capitalize off, especially if, like, Scream 5 is a big success. Like, you could probably see that as early as, like, next Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I don't know if it's Paramount. It is. No, I mean, I don't know if it would be there if it's Paramount. If it was Blumhouse, it would, but... Well, no, I know, but, like, they also, like, make agreements with, like... Because, like, Hill House is Netflix, and they made it. True. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It would be... It would be interesting. Um, yeah. But, so, like, Kirby wins the game. Sorry, it just, like, randomly, like was thinking about how much I wanted to like walk through like a house from screen I would love that um <laughs> but yeah so what Kirby wins the game and mm-hmm. goes outside to untie Charlie and mm-hmm. just out of nowhere he has a big fucking knife and he literally says this you, like what do you say he's like uh three years of classes together and you notice me now you stupid bitch. Yeah, and so like, and yeah, so. Very that was that was depressing. It was scary. Like she deserves better. Um, so like she gets stabbed like twice, I think. Mm. Like in the gut. And the, the line that kills me every time I hear it is um when he says, like, yeah, I know. It doesn't happen as like quick as it does in the movies. And he just like leaves her like bleeding on the floor. And yeah. it's like so fucking sad. Um, cause he just, she's like saved his life or like, so she thought, and he just like does that. And I don't know, like Wes Craven deliberately didn't show her die yeah. because he said in interviews, he said, um, like after the movie came out, he said, I didn't like show her actually dying because he said like, if Scream 5 was ever made with me, mm-hmm. I wanted her to be like the new protagonist moving forward. Yeah. Um, so like it's canon that Wes in his version she survives. Like the paramedics get her. Um, like in his head canon, Kirby's alive, um, which kind of confirms it for me. Like, because like if he says, like yeah. he's like the creator or whatever, like yeah. Imagine um, Hayden Panettiere just shows up in the fifth one. I there were like rumors that she was like in North Carolina where they were filming it mm-hmm. at the same time. So I wouldn't be like shocked if she even had like a cameo yeah uh, but i i'm not gonna get my hopes up but it would also be fucking awesome if that was the case yeah um but then we go to the complete highlight of the movie everything from this point forward is absolute 10 out of 10 material um the entire reveal of motives and the carnage of joe roberts um like charlie is like Obviously, like, he's an incel. He's a film bro. He easily manipulated. Uh, it's it, Everything about that is, like, on the table, and, like, you understand it perfectly. Yeah. But Jill's motive in that reveal is so fucking funny and perfectly written. Um, so her entire thing in this movie is that she's lived under the shadow of being, like, the cousin of Sidney Prescott. Yeah. And she wants to be famous like Sydney. And she's, um, she says, like, it's not even about fame. 
she's like, I want to be a victim. Like, I want to, like, I want the, like, she wants to take a She just wants to be, like, the final girl. She wants to be the final girl. (laughs) Um, And I love when she tells Sydney, she's like, you don't have to work for a living. All you gotta do is have fucked up shit happen to you, and people pay attention. Um, She even says, like, I don't want friends, I want fans. Like, oh my fucking god. So good. Her line delivery, her everything in this scene is, like, so good. Like, she's my second favorite Ghostface killer behind uh, Billy. Well, Billions do, but yeah. Yeah, it's very Emma Roberts also. But that's what makes it so good. Because, like, <laughs> like, it's not like they casted Emma Roberts and had her, like, try to be, like, something she's not. Like, it's mm-hmm. so much funnier and more effective that it's just literally Emma Roberts snapping. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, Emma Roberts' Cruella as Ghostface. Like, that's literally what it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like that um what's it called? The the TikTok audio that's like this is my joker. <laughs> <laughs> um honestly, yeah, this is probably my joker. Um <laughs> um so yeah, the plan what like the whole motive is that she wants fame and she wants to basically kill Sydney so she be- can become Sydney. And um Charlie thinks that they're going to really like her aunt. <laughs> Yeah. Her aunt that, like, nobody ever mentioned, like, her having a niece. (laughs) Or a sister, Um, I mean. Like, it's just... Yeah. Well, like, even, um, what do you call it? Like, Charlie thinks they're gonna get away with it. And then, no, Jill fucking kills him, too. Because she's, like, she's, like, it's cool and all that you helped, but she's, like, what the media loves is a soul survivor. Mm -hmm. Like, a true, true final girl. And just so good. Um, and the plan is to like convince the media that Trevor and Charlie did this together, like yeah. billions do, which completely checks out. Like, because Charlie literally did it, and she got Charlie to completely help with getting Trevor kidnapped. Um, and like honestly, like the entire thing, like top to bottom, is like really kind of airtight. Yeah, it's very galaxy brain. And I was thinking, like, I can't imagine, like, planning anything now, let alone, like, in high school. (laughs) Not even anything, like, um, evil like this. Just, like, anything. (laughs) Anything, yeah. (laughs) Like, planning, like, a surprise party for a friend. (laughs) Like, Also, like, you want to talk about, like, a Joker moment? Like, the way she, like, fucking snaps on Trevor as soon as he gets, like out into the open like she shoots this man's in his dick like yeah she fucking fires like around right at his like his dick it right at his beephole <laughs> right at his noggin like i she she's just in the dick he screams in pain for like a minute mm-hmm. and then she kills him like yeah. and her final words to him are like i am not the girl that you cheat on like oh my joker. literal joker moment literal joker um and she's also like just like letting sydney like bleed to death basically and watch yeah and um as she like runs into a uh into the wall <laughs> well sydney collapses right yeah and then that's when emma roberts starts like going crazy beating herself up yeah she literally steps she like puts the knife into the wall and then run like runs her shoulder into it yeah 
And then she gets Trevor, she grabs Trevor's hand and tries to scratch her own face yeah. so that her skin is under his fingernails, which is, yeah. again, so galaxy brain. Yeah. Um, this girl, this is, okay, this is why we should be concerned about the rise of true crime. There's uh-huh. going to be, like, a lot of, like, gone girl situations. And these <laughs> these Zoomers are going to know what to do. <laughs> What if Scream 5 ends with, like, imagine it's, like, a female killer, and then, like, it just ends with, like, a Twitter thread of, like, good for her, like, things. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, like, she, like, between, like, her running to the mirror and, like, mm. just going, like, fucking slam dunking onto a glass table. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. Um, doesn't she like rip her own hair out with like Trevor's hand too? Yeah, like, yeah. So that oh he's my... like holding onto her hair. Yeah. Um, my, I think my favorite single shot in this entire movie is when she lays on the ground next to Sydney and she like adjusts her wrist so it's like perfectly aligned and she's it's like, parallel exactly how Sydney's laying. Mm-hmm. Like she's practicing how to look like a victim. Yeah. Like that shot. I just love the two, like, of their two bodies lined together. It's, I, I, I fucking love this movie. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's very random that it's Emma Roberts, I feel like, but, like, not, like you said, like, when you know it, like, when you've seen it before, it's, like, very, like, obvious, I feel like. It, it's, I don't, it's definitely not random, because I feel like it's deliberate. Like, you... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, we need to get, like, a Disney Channel or Nickelodeon star for this role. Like, we need... Like, I would not be surprised if that was in the casting notes at all. True. Yeah. Um, um, because yeah. that's what you wanted. Like, you wanted to, like, have a lead who could be marketable as the new Sydney, So that mm-hmm. when it's revealed that she's the killer, you're like, what the fuck? Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just... I think she... And I said it earlier, like, the reason it works is because she's not trying to play, like, you know, a different character than the Emma Roberts archetype. It is so good because she's playing Emma Roberts, playing Ghostface. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it so fucking funny. Um, and It's also, also like... Creepy. Sorry, go on. No, just, like, creepy and funny. That's all I was going to say. Like, both. Yeah. When they're um, in the hospital later on... Um, and it's still believed that she's a victim and she's not the killer. Um, mm-hmm. And she starts going after like Sydney and and Dewey and Gail and everyone. Um, I think that her death is probably like one of the best ones, <laughs> or not like. I mean, they like stunned her and then she came back. Oh wait, because in let's back up a little bit. Yeah, because when she she gets like. She gets transported to be, uh, the hospital. Yeah. And I love, like, when um, she's getting rolled into the hospital, like, the cameras are, like, flashy and she starts smiling. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, but she's in the hospital bed and Dewey visits her. And I love the little, like, Meryl Streep performance she's giving. She's like, I just wish, you know, Sydney could have made it. <laughs> and Dewey's just like... She's alive. You know, and she's like, oh, she- fuck. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that in theaters and like literally like everyone in the theater was like oh like at that part 
Because, like, the look on Emma Roberts' face, like, as soon as he says that, she's like, yeah. what? But I, like, watched her die. And he's yeah. like, it's no touch and go, but we think she's going to make it. Yeah. And she's yeah. just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, like, if you can leave me alone for a bit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, like... I don't know, like, it's, it's funny, also, it's just, like, Dewey talking to Gail, and it's just, like, the way it's, they like, the, what? Like, the way they piece it together, like, slowly. Yeah, it's, like, kind of stupid, but I love it. Well, it kind of makes sense, just right, because, like, we like have she... the same wound, like, it's, like, I mean, technically, yeah, because, like, you guys were both, like, Stabbed. Well, no, because they both get because um, Ghostface stabs her in the shoulder when she's at Stabathon. No, and, I know, I know, but like it. And and I love that detail. That that's where like Jill deliberately stabbed herself in the shoulder, and she knew, like she's the one that attacked uh, Gail at Stabathon. Mm-hmm. So she knew just to say that exact line to Dewey, like yeah. you know, we have matching you know scars. We could be. We could write books together one day. Yeah. Like, and when Dewey tells Gail that, Gail's like, wait, how does she know, mm-hmm. like, where I was stopped? Like, I've been in the hospital. Like, this isn't public information. And I love Dewey. He doesn't even say anything. He's just like, oh, fuck. And, like, just runs down the <laughs> hall. like, left. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking, like, Naruto runs down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love, like, she just goes into Sydney's room and she's like, who are you, Michael fucking Myers? Like, just, like, yeah. Like I wrote that down. I said, me when I see an average-looking 5'8 man. <laughs> Who are you, Michael fucking Myers? Wow. Yeah. At first I thought you were, like, because they're all ugly and they look like Michael Myers masks, but then I got it. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, but... Actually, no, backing up. The Michael Myers mask. I love those, like, TikTok trends of, like, little kids wearing them. Oh, like, my it's, God. Like, the, it's so fucking funny. Um, my favorite one is, like, this girl's driving, and she's, like, the kid's in the backseat with the Michael Myers mask, and she just, like, keeps, like, looking at the camera. Mm. And the girl, like, shits herself, like, laughing every time the kid does it. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Jill goes to Sydney's hospital room just completely like takes off her IV uh tries to unplug everything she's like I'm gonna kill you like you're fucking dying and even like so she unplugs everything and then gets on top of her and starts to choke her out and uh Sydney fights back like basically like putting her thumb in her stab wound and everything yeah it's a like really brutal fight yeah, that's, like, something that's, like, gross for me, is, like, that's one thing that, like, even in, um, like, Inglorious Bastards, just, like, wounding a wound. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's, well, I mean, like, they, even when they do it in the verse screen, um, like, when, uh, Billy gets shot, and that's how she stops him when he's on top of her. Like, mm-hmm. she just, like, pokes the hole, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, what yeah, did that... you say in the, um, in, uh, what episode was that where 
the kids like poked the wound. Catch that kid. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were like just like caressing it, and then he fucking <laughs> he dies. <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, that entire like the whole hospital fight is just like so brutal, and I love the way that it just like happens to have like all four of the surviving characters just end up in the same room. Mm-hmm. And, like, no nurses or security or anything are, like, alerted of this. It just all takes place in the room for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, I, so, <laughs> I I love when uh, Judy gets in there. Mm-hmm. And her and Gail are, like, hiding behind the bed. And she gets Judy to, like, stand up and toss the gun. And Judy's, like, mid-sentence, like, don't do anything stupid. And then... Jill just fucking shoots her. Just like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just mid sentence. And she tells Gail, like, come on, get your skinny ass out here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love, um, dude, so fucking funny. <laughs> also, the old, uh, the old bulletproof vest, of course, makes yes. a, makes a, yeah, wear a vest, save your chest. And then she thinks, yeah. um, also, I love that Dewey just, like, the way he's, like, knocked out in the scene is because she fucking, like, destroys him with a bedpan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like, she he's hits him, like, full of piss. <laughs> she literally, like, hits him, like, 80 times. Like, she just doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the kill is pretty cheesy, but I love it anyways. Um, with the, I just have one final word. Clear. Oh, I love that. Oh, I didn't find that cheesy. It's I thought che- that was really cool. When I say cheesy, I mean like in a delightful way. Yeah. Um, like clear, clear. And she like <laughs> fucking shocks the shit out of her. Like, yeah. But that wasn't even her death. They just like stunned her. And then it was the same thing where it's like they like jump up and like are back to life and then you have to kill them again. Well, but like it does deliver what is maybe. One, like top five favorite scream lines of the whole franchise. You forgot the first uh, roll of remix, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Like Nev Campbell's delivery of that. I don't know, man. It just like as a lifelong scream fan, like every time I hear her say that line, it's just like, fuck yeah! Like it, yeah, it, ah, love it. Um, but yeah, they do the the whole like bait and switch of her uh, not being dead and. Uh, <laughs> um, what does Gail say like she was right behind you and so he's like they always are and then immediately she like just fucking shoots her mm-hmm. and I love the final shot of this movie is something that I like I I know it's like a Twitter meme like um, this shot should be t- taught in classes like everywhere <laughs> but like <laughs> The final shot of, like, just, like, her lifeless body, and she's, like, kind of smiling, and you have, like, the voiceover of all the, like, newscasters saying, uh, Joe Roberts is warming all our hearts tonight. It seems like a story right out of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she's literally, like, getting exactly what she wanted. Like, she has the 15 seconds of fame of her being a survivor before Mm. the news goes out that she was part of it. Like... Oh, like, just, again, like, the shot, like, she's kind of smiling and bloody at the same time, like, with that voiceover. So, so, so perfect. Yeah. I I love movies. 
to talk to <laughs> I love I just, cinema. I love cinema. But, you know, not, not in the way that, uh, that these incels do. Not in the way. Yeah, not in that way. But I, I just fucking... I love Scream. I love yeah. Scream so much. I, <laughs> uh, as you guys have heard throughout this entire uh, little series we've been doing, I just... It makes me so giddy. I don't get as geeked about anything, really, as I do Scream. And, again, I think this is the best sequel of the franchise. Yeah, I really liked the um, the second one a lot, but I really did like this one, too. Yeah, I mean, there's some days where I prefer Scream 2, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I I just... I, I think the, the thing that pushes this one over the edge is honestly emma roberts like i not so much the performance but just jill as a character i think is like so cool and like emotive and everything and i don't know just something about it 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 really speaks to me and i think it's such an interesting twist and the commentary like i think you can have as much of a conversation on this one um and like the meaning of it all as you can Mm -hmm. with the first movie and that's saying something i think yeah but Scream 2 is also a perfect sequel. Like, it, it's everything that movie goes for, it does perfectly. Um, so I think my ranking is like one, four, two, and three. And I don't know what you would do. But... Mine is probably one, two, four, three. Yeah. I'd yeah. say. Or... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't wait to go rewatch the first one after watching all of these. And then the trailer for Scream 5 on Tuesday. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll probably a- end up seeing it on when's Halloween coming out Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yeah, I'll probably end up seeing it on Friday because I don't like watching trailers on my phone. And I'll be at work know. anyway, so <laughs> Nah, can not be me? I'm gonna go I'm gonna be at Disney on Tuesday. I'm gonna go shit in the bathroom and just like watch it. <laughs> That's uh, like iconic. Like go in the Galaxy's Edge bathroom and watch the Scream trailer. That's very you. You'll that's be probably like, literally gonna be me. Yeah. That's literally me, yeah. I'm going to watch it like mid smugglers run. Um, (laughs) Call the Scream 5 trailer and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, (laughs) The children behind you are like, holy fuck. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we did it. All four Scream movies. Yeah. Is this the first time completed? No. I forgot about Joe. Twilight. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't finish that is, sentence and I remembered. Like, this I, is I the got first that. time we finished a franchise in an unofficial series. This is the first time we finished a franchise and didn't want to kill ourselves after. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Where we sure. weren't fully B movie with yeah. uh, want to make a suicide pact. Oh my um, God. I kind of <laughs> want to go back and listen to the B movie episode. Oh, yeah, that was like, the vaccination one. Get myself hyped up for, like, someday getting a booster shot. Should we do a redux for a booster shot? I don't know. Are people reporting that you feel bad after booster shots? No, no, no. Like, a re... Well, oh, I mean... like, just a revisit B-movie something yeah. and actually, like, do coverage on it? Yeah. Yeah, like... I just fun. think... <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if we just did, like, every time we get a booster shot for anything, like, over the years, let's, like, let's just always revisit the movie. Like, it could yeah. be, like, an annual thing. Well, um, I know of an annual thing 
not an annual thing, like a like a special edition episode that's coming up pretty soon, as well as um, an annual New Year's Eve episode. But well, hold your horses, Kira. We're only in October. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I'm very curious how the special episodes go. Like I have no clue how that will yeah. play, but I'm looking forward to it regardless. Yeah, because it's all really my fault. The reason that's happening. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna um set it up soon. I'm gonna because we like, like pre-record it and we like drop it on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We gotta do it. Yeah, listeners are probably like right now, like what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, maybe um, when Halloween, maybe when October's over because Halloween time is their uh their busy month. If you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, so true. Um, <laughs> all right. Well. Hey. Oh, you can. Oh yeah, the plug yeah. first. Yeah, I don't um, want to mess up our rhythm. It's like the Force Awakens. You plug first. I plug first. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> I love anytime I All reference right. anything. Kira's just like she gives me like a dirty eye. She's just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. You can find me in your local Regal Cinemas parking lot, breaking my wrist. And <laughs> you can also, um, <laughs> you can slide in my DMs anytime if you want to talk screen. Because it's, uh, as you have heard over these four episodes, I'm a fucking dork for it. So, hell yeah. You can follow me on garlic emoji on twitter you can, you can follow you on garlic emoji yeah yeah it's, a new, it's like the jeremy runner app where you have your yeah own oh my fucking god i missed the jeremy runner app um <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite time in history um everything honestly everything went to shit after he closed it literally like i miss Not it even so a bit. Much. like i'm pretty like, sure covid like happened a week after he closed it it's like so upsetting. Anyway, you can follow me on garlic emoji. You can find me running directly into a picture frame on a wall. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at the Zillennial Canon. Um, send us memes and also um, reviews and love. Tell us what your ghost face uh, like motive would be like what would no, make you no 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 like tell us like what would make you snap like emma roberts did in this movie like what's i would love to joe moment yeah that's more so what i mean like what's your emma yeah. what's your joe roberts moment mine personally is when uh somebody sits directly next to me and eats greek yogurt which is my least favorite smell in the whole world and that happens to me like once every few weeks on my lunch break so next time Kira comes to Florida, I'll have to remember not to bring my Greek yogurt. I mean, what's yours? Um, when uh, mom doesn't make me dino chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>